welcome to the self-proclaimed second best podcast of the A7FL. This is the other side of the ball. I am the host of this show, Casey Cox, alongside me, my co-host and division owner of the A7FL Nevada, Double D, Derek Duncan. How are you doing tonight, Derek? I am fantastic. I am excited about this show. There's been so much going on in the world of A7 and the world of football and in Vegas, and I can't wait to chop it up with you tonight. And remember, we have now our third, we're going to say permanent host on the show, the commish, Mr. Chris Vera. How you doing tonight, Chris? I'm How's doing fantastic, man. How are you guys doing? Doing good. Okay. Glad to have you along with us again. Oh, yeah, man. I can't wait to get into it. We've got some stuff to talk about, and I can't wait to uh, have a few little rebuttals for our friends in the other podcast, shall we say. Yeah, the three-on-one's doing it big. For those of you who are fans of the Other Side of the Ball podcast, we started as a response show to the three-on-one podcast based out of the East Coast, which is the primary uh, podcast for the A7FL, but we're trying to blow up on the West as well talking to every other thing that they're not talking about or responding to what they're talking about. And with that, I want to uh, introduce you to our two guests tonight, uh, two of the three newest coaches that we haven't heard from yet. Uh, Mr. John Woods of the uh, Las Vegas edge and Mr. Rain Mack of the sin city snake eyes. Welcome to the show guys. Thank you. So uh, before we get into asking uh, our new coaches a bunch of questions, wanted to uh, touch base on a few of the things that are going on around Vegas and around the league. Uh, so we talked about this before, but uh, John, Rain, you guys don't know that Friday night, your boys being inducted into the minor league football hall of fame. Uh, pretty excited about that. We're also going to be making a major announcement at the Hall of Fame ceremony. Uh, so I'm going to reserve that. This is the second time I've teased that. But we're going to make that major announcement at the Hall of Fame ceremony. So when that happens, uh, I'm sure I'll, I'll publicize it and then we'll do it again on the show. And then lastly, we are in negotiations with a local broadcast company that has a sports show on, on air here in Las Vegas. And they are super excited to carry the fall season of the A7FL on their airwaves. So we will be taking up likely from 10 o'clock to 6 o'clock every Sunday in Las Vegas on a local broadcast channel. So all your friends and family can see, like me, the, the balding of the back of my head. I'm going to have to start wearing hats. But we'll, be, we'll get to be on TV, mama. <clears throat> so I want to start with that. Uh, Guys, Chris, Casey, what what do you think that means for us to broadcast our fall season? Let that sink in for a second. Yeah, yeah. I let was going to say, I mean, let it truly, sink in for a minute. Truly, let that sink in for a second. I, I was quiet there for a second because I'm I'm seriously thinking about this, and I'm like, are you kidding me? Local. What does that mean for the players? We have NFL teams here, an NFL team here in Las Vegas. We've got people that are watching people that are going to be paying attention to this that is huge yeah they're looking at us like we're going to be their flagship league that they can carry forward we're also connecting them up with uh, a bunch of our other leagues that 
I'm on advisory boards or board of directors or just have you know good relationships with and making those introductions so they can bring them on board as well. So we're literally going to have 24-7 Las Vegas sports programming on a channel here in Las Vegas here shortly. I, I don't want to break the news until we actually have the uh, name and agreement of some sort, but I uh, wanted to let you guys know that uh, your boy's over here working. <clears throat> Love it. I mean, now that it's actually sank in, I kind of, I mean, I'm excited about it for what, what that means for the division, what that means for the league, um, what that means just overall. That's going to mean more eyes locally on A7FL Nevada and what they're trying to do. Hopefully that, you know, will also spill over to helping some of the Reno teams pick up and build people as well. Um, it's going to be good, not only, I don't think, for Las Vegas, but for the state of Nevada itself, for the for the state of Nevada and the A7FL on the West Coast, totally. You know, I, funny you should say that. This broadcast company is also looking to grow into the Reno market. They have an affiliate out there, and they're negotiating airwaves up there, and they hope to have that set in time for our 12-4 kickoff. So if all of those things come together, we might actually have Vegas broadcast up there or the Reno teams if it comes together properly broadcast up there. So lots of things happening in the background. I'm telling you about it in the foreground. And when it becomes real, you guys will be the second to know. Look, look, look. I'm I've, I've said this. You know how I feel about you, D. You're my brother. And I will say it this way, Mr. 24-7, because it seems like that's when you're working. 24 <laughs> hours a day, seven days a week, trying to pull things together. We talked Absolutely. this morning, and I, I told you I got your back no matter what. Well, let me tell you, man, that, that puts a smile on my face. I, I, I always knew that there'd be big things. We've known each other since you were 19, and I'm looking at this with a big smile on my face, knowing that, you know, this doesn't surprise me because I knew you could do it. Bro, you just hit me hard with that Mr. 24-7 thing. Do you realize what my number was the entire time we played together? Yep, 24. 24. Come on, now, man. And right now I'm running the Nevada division of the A7FL, and I moved to Vegas yep. on 7777. I am so literally Mr. 247. 24-7. <laughs> That's all there is to it. That's hilarious, dude. <laughs> and, and, and the funny, the crazy thing about that, what was my number the whole time we played? Seven. No. Two. <laughs> there you go. So, two. Oh, two. 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 That was Corey Williams. That was Corey Williams. That was seven. Yeah. Bad. So that, that just kind of pulls everything together, man. But no, I, I think it's fantastic and I hope it happens. Um, you know, the, the whole part of this is, is uh, something that I think we, we have to kind of say, which is when we talked to the guys last week, if you remember, they were talking about how uh, Vegas was doing it right. And I think that says, speaks volumes to leadership. And leadership cannot be overlooked in something like this. So congratulations, D. You know, I'm, I'm always going to be there for you. So I've got your back, man, like I said. Well, thank you, brother. I, and you know, I'll tell you a hundred times that it, you guys call it leadership. I just, just doing the stuff that I wish other people would do, the things I want to see. So I'm like, you know what would be cool is if somebody put on a Pro Bowl tournament uh, of all the all-star teams and had it in Vegas. Wouldn't that be awesome? I'm like, oh, wait. I guess I have to be that somebody. Let me start working on that. <laughs> I mean, that's all that's happened. I just got ideas and I just, you know, try to make things happen. We'll see if it all comes together or not. But, uh, okay, so let's get into a little bit of pursuant to that. Let's get into uh, our guests that are on the show with us tonight. 
I had the pleasure of uh, spending time with Mr. John Woods at a golf tournament this weekend. And he is the head coach of the Las Vegas edge. The Las Vegas edge was supposed to be one of our an inaugural teams uh, going into the spring last season. Uh, but because the force came in with their own uh, team name and own logos and everything, they asked us if we could use that instead of using the edge and we, the league approved it, so the Edge didn't end up having a squad last season. So we had built all these wonderful logos, a cool uh, uniform, great team name, everything and for fans of Vegas who live in the area. It was supposed to be the Mountain's Edge, but the league wanted Las Vegas and everything we do because, obviously, if the team blows up, they want everybody to know it's from Vegas, yada, yada, yada. So it is basically Las Vegas Mountain's Edge representing the southwest side of the valley and a team name that we came up with collectively. So, John, welcome to the podcast, my man. Yes, thank you, sir. So, uh, talk to me, man. So, how, before you got the invite on Indeed, where you were hired to be a head coach coming into this fall season, had you heard of A7FL? Be honest, if the answer is no, we want to know the truth. I want to say yes, because I know the company I'm around. But I, I think I did see it on stadium because it, it made a click in my brain once I, I looked it back up. But I but I really didn't know that it was out here like that or there was a division or anything like that. I had no idea where it started or anything like that. So it was a, it was a pretty, pretty big surprise to see that uh, amount of teams and action right away. And I, was, I just it just made me excited. But before we go any further. Can I ask you, do you have like a podcaster set up at home? Your audio sounds fantastic. Uh, I have a, a audio uh, soundproof room, actually. Well, okay. not, sound, not sound, it's treated. So I'm glad that but, it does sound. That's confirmation that I did a good job setting it up. <laughs> <laughs> Look, hey, Chris, we're going to have to move the podcast to John's house. I'm telling you. Hey, we're, we're over every Wednesday, man. I hope you're ready. <laughs> I didn't even put the microphone on. This is just the computer, so it must be the room. Yeah, it, wow. it sounds really good. Yeah, it does. Our, all right. Our second guest, Mr. Rain Mack uh, of the Sin City Snake Eyes. Again, similar story. Sin City Snake Eyes was supposed to be one of our inaugural teams. We actually had a squad that was being built under the Sin City Snake Eyes name but they only put together five or six guys. They didn't have enough to roster it up. So we started parsing it out and putting together with other teams and ran with three for last season. So rain, you're going to be our savior coming into the fall. How are you this evening? Uh Oh, is he muted? Mm. Oh, there he goes. Okay. Hold on. This is Ray Jones, not Ray Matt. Oh man. I got you all messed up. Yeah, my bad. So my, my bad. So Ray Jones, not yeah. the Sin City Snake Eyes. And no. Yeah, I, I'm going to hate myself after this tonight. I'm going to tell my wife to punch me in the face after we get off this podcast. So Ray Jones, <laughs> yeah. the head coach of the newly created Las Vegas Hunters. Okay, here we go. Yes, now, sir. That sounds exciting. Yeah, so we check don't have that trophy down. Yeah. I like it. So the the what you guys don't know and I've not shared with anyone is that this team name was actually developed by an executive within the league. That executive was hoping 
to GM a team and help me develop the team name because he was a big fan of Hunter S. Thompson, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. So the Las Vegas Hunters is a play on Hunter S. Thompson's name. So that's nice. how the team name came to be. When you guys see this logo, if you know anything about Hunter S. Thompson, you're going to absolutely love it. So uh, <laughs> we're pretty excited about that whole thing. Uh, I don't know how much uh, license we can take with his image and name. So that half of this might get cut out. But uh, Ray, not Rain, <laughs> welcome <laughs> to the show. So uh, same question okay. to you, man. I, did you and be completely honest with me please don't don't hold me pull any punches uh if it's if you haven't just say so did, were you aware of a7fl before completely threw me um seen it once on television um like i said some you know random sports channel but really didn't you know take any heed to it but then when i got here to vegas and it started popping up because people play a lot of flag football out here so i was like wow and then when you hit me up on Indeed, and then I went to go research it some more, man, I got excited. Like, for real? <laughs> this is what they doing? This is a league for how long? And it's been going on for a minute now. So it's like, it's exciting to me to be a 707, no pad, no helmet, tackle football. You know what I'm saying? Man on man, mantra on mantra. Do you got it or not? Football. And that sounds exciting to me. That just sounds so exciting to me. Yeah, that, that energy is exactly what we're looking for, man. Every time I get into a conversation with somebody and I start explaining to them what it is and they have the same reaction that you have, I know that us being involved with this thing is the smartest business move I've ever made in my life. And the energy we're pouring into it uh, is... That's off to you. That's off to you. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. All right, so Ray, John, uh new head coaches you got a lot in head a lot in front of you we got three weeks four weeks three weeks before our jamboree and then an additional week before we start playing for real and putting records down i'll start with you john how is the recruiting going uh it's going pretty well uh, i've reached out to a lot of people that i knew from a seven on seven league at All-American Park. You guys are probably familiar. Oh, so yeah. There's, that's a of, there's a lot of teams out there. A lot of kids are interested. Just just needing to get them to sign up and, and get going so we can uh, really formulate the team. But, you know, it's it's going to be a little process, but just be proactive about it right now. And I know everything will work out. Um, it's it, There's a lot of great players that are interested. Just It's just kind of really just exposing them, just like me and Coach had never seen of it as a month ago they got to know too that it's out there something like this is great a podcast where we can share it and uh, catch fire so yeah that, it, it'll be a smooth uh transition i'm predicting right on well if if nothing else i would recommend you connect with the other coaches in our group uh have invite some of your prospective guys out to check out some of their practices yeah, just so they can one. see what it looks like mm -hmm. uh, but absolutely use our 12-4 jamboree date to invite as many people as possible. Uh, what the most of the league doesn't know is the force who ended up being our division champion on uh, the date of our jamboree, which was our preseason for the pro season. They didn't have enough guys to field a squad that day. And it was spectators that came out to watch the jamboree that were standing around talking to the coaches who weren't playing, playing in the games 
that ended up hooking up with Coach Mack and formed their team. So that jamboree is super, super valuable. I'm trying to get everybody to tell as many people about it, get as many fans in the stands as we possibly can. Have an amazing day for the fans, for the players. There's some some cash prizes on the line for the winning team for the day. Uh, the best, the offensive MVP will get a cash prize. The defensive MVP will get a cash prize. You know, just trying to drum up some additional interest, get some electricity in the air, and get people wanting to play ball for real. Uh, and understand that there's there's some benefits to it besides making your way onto a squad. So use that tool every chance you get. Uh, what about you, Ray? How how's the recruiting going? I know that uh, you got a lot going on right now. Just uh, my understanding, you just coming back from a nice vacation. Well, yeah, we just came back from a uh, staycation, um, lovely. But now back to work, and now we're on quarter four of our job where I'm working uh, later. So I'm just catching a podcast because I was just getting off work. I'm still in the car. <laughs> and nice. my lifey here, she's driving me. So appreciate her. Well, um, say, say thank you for us. Thank you. Say thank you. <laughs> um, but as far as the recruiting, I haven't really got to recruiting. Um, one of the kids, like I told you, that play football, uh, I had did talk to him. I reached out to him. I think I'm going to talk to him uh, sometime this weekend. And then I'm going to try to get more involved now that I can get some weekends off. But as me working, coaching I-9, uh, youth football and, co- and refereeing that takes up a lot of time. But the Jamboree would do me a really good justice because then I could really talk to some people and get to understanding some of the people here because I'm not actually from Vegas. I've been in Minnesota coaching out there a whole lot. And me just coming to Vegas, I've been here three years and now I'm trying to get myself planet and knowing everybody out here you know knowing the community knowing the people knowing you know what uh uh, avenues to to touch at i only have a few but i'm gonna touch at them and see what i can find out see who i can find and see what uh uh, excitement they feel about the game um but i'm just gonna have to get out there like i said right after i can get my fourth quarter done but i do want to do this jamboree so that i can see uh, how this works, how what, how exciting it is. I want to see it live. I would just want to see it and, and, and really tune in on it. That's what I really want to get to, though. But I'm, well, I'm going to get out there and get recruiting, though. <laughs> I plan yeah, on well, getting recruiting. You'll get every opportunity to see a lot of great stuff that day, but uh, we're hoping you can come to the table with at least, you know, 10, 12 I'm guys gonna, for, for that day. I'm, I'm going to try to do my best. Like I said, I'm, I'm getting out here on this grind for myself, you know what I mean? But then yeah. again, like I said, um, I'm going to get the time and I'm going to start getting out here and, and doing what I need to do. I, like I said, I got three avenues to touch up. So I haven't been there yet, but I know they're prime. I know they're prime. I can't say it because I want to go there first. So sorry, right, right. coach. <laughs> no, no, no sweat. But if you haven't thought of this, I do recommend going out to the high school game of the week. Yes. Whether, yes. whether you're trying to recruit the guys who are going to be graduating or the guys that are coming back to watch the guys they used to play with, they're normally there for those games and the Correct. guys you want. I would Correct. definitely go get, definitely go talk to the guys at Gorman. Go talk to the dudes at UNLV. Go talk to the uh, the the, the uh, fraternities at UNLV mm-hmm. as well. So the fraternities do uh, flag leagues as well, and some of those guys are basically practice squad guys for UNLV. So yeah, a, a lot a r- lot of real great talent out there as well. So a lot uh, of yeah, good there's, a, there's a couple of. Uh team flag teams that I know of um, that go out there every Sunday. So I'm going to go over there and talk to them also because they were oh. interested. So I got, like I said, I got a few avenues I need to touch up. At. And then the, you know, the other thing is, go ahead, Chris. Yeah, I was going to say, it's interesting. You know, we got um, 
last podcast, we were talking to the guys from Florida and we had some guys moving out here from Florida to start up with the team and to, to do things. It's interesting to me to see somebody like yourself, <clears throat> Ray, coming out here and um, picking up for football because that's a game you love and to come out here and coach. I think it's fantastic. So I applaud you for that. Um, I think it's, it's uh, something you don't see every day and you're coming out here, like you said, not knowing a whole lot, but you're out here willing to jump into this thing and put a team in and try to be competitive in this. And I, I think that's fantastic. I just, I just wanted to let you know, I think it's great. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, it's a, uh, it's football. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's football. Um, yeah. And it's yeah, competitive but... football and it's, it's and... something, it's an exciting, it, it's exciting. I mean, just watching, like I said, is exciting. Nine on, I, I did nine on nine. I've coached nine on nine before uh, pad football up in Oregon. Interesting because of how your play schemes have to be. Now it's seven on seven, no pads, no helmets. Interesting. Now you got to dumb down your scheme. <laughs> Interesting. So it's like, it's, it's, a, it's, it's just uh, an excitement to me. That's what it is for me. Well, to, and for me to sit back and watch this and to see these guys coming in, the, I, I think this is going to be one of the most exciting times that we've had. I know that we just, you know, inaugural season was last year, but this fall season, I think is going to be unprecedented with, with some of these teams that we have coming in because you've got guys that are coaching these teams that are from different backgrounds, you know, their, their thoughts and their processes are different from what we've seen. So they're, they're looking at it. They're excited about it. And they're, they're going to be bringing these teams, you know, I think we're going to see some football that we've never seen before. And that's what I'm excited about. Oh, definitely. Definitely. From what I've watched on the, the last, these couple of uh, YouTube videos, these guys are playing some exceptional ball. They're doing some great plays. I mean, the hits, they're not vicious hits, but they're nice, decent, laid out hits. I mean, it's just exciting. The speed that these guys got, the strength that you see these guys opening up holes for, it's, yeah, I want to get into this. I want to see some of this. I want to be a part of this. I want to get a team in there. Okay, can we handle this? Yes, we can handle this. Yes. Yeah, so this is exciting. I want to come play for you tomorrow. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. right. And you touched yeah. a little bit, Ray, on on your coaching, and I kind of wanted to dig into that a little bit. You said you've been around and you've coached a few different places and a few different leagues. Like, what kind of coaching philosophy are you bringing to the A7FL, and what is your coaching style, maybe? Um, well, my coaching philosophy is I'm defensive, of course, and I'm a disciplined coach. So um, you have to be disciplined on defense. But – I know offense because I was forced to go to the offense to learn it. But with me learning defense uh, and, and knowing it to a T, I can tweak an offense to run, you know what I mean, to get around the defense. But my love is defense. Uh, philosophy, I love the 5-2 defense, 5-3 defenses. Um, rush the quarterback. Get it out of his hands. Make him throw the ball. That's, I, I, that's my philosophy is rush him, rush him, rush him. Um, Offensively, uh, I love the bone and I love the power eye. Um, three backs in the backfield keeps it always confusing. You can always run a counter. You can run a pop pass or any kind of, I mean, there's so many different variations you can run out of those, those offenses. So for me, that's what I would bring to the game and a whole lot of spirit. If well, you don't want to have spirit, 
You don't have spirit so on my team. I can't have you. You got to have you got to be fresh. You got to go. You got to next play up. So with hearing that, looking, with what you're going to bring defensive and offensively, um, would it be safe then to say that the type of players you're looking to recruit are going to be power, strength, and speed? Yes. Um, more, mm, more speed, you know, uh, more speed. Um, power eye doesn't have your power eye doesn't have to be powered. It all depends on where the holes are, you know, what you do up front. If your front guys can, you know, get a, get a nice block here or a nice block there, it's going to be, you know what I mean? You're going to get your yardage. Um, but more speed because of what I see in the league, a lot of it is a lot of speed and it's not a big field. So if I use more power, we might be too slow down the field. That's what I'm thinking. That's my thoughts. So you said, concept. so I just want to follow up real quick. You said uh, wishbone power eye. Were you talking like Air Force, Navy, Georgia yes. Tech? Okay. Yes, 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 definitely. So, yes, Georgia Tech, Georgia Tech, yes. Even old Michigan. Old whoa, 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 whoa. Let, let's not bring up my favorite team. I don't want to start oh, clapping. Even, I, but... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Oh, that's so, good to hear, man. I, so I just want to say, I don't think that we've seen that style of play. Well, we definitely didn't see that style of play at much this season in any A7 division, mm-hmm. except Absolutely for not. there was one team called the Snow Tribe who had what they call the already snow, the snow formation, which I'm trying to tell them to call the snow plow moving forward. Mm -hmm. They Mm -hmm. they were, you know, uh, all straight seven man in the box, run heavy, but it wasn't a wishbone. They weren't doing that misdirection counter uh, quick pitch stuff. And I think that's where they missed the boat and why they weren't able to put up a bunch of points. So if you have a real good understanding of how to execute that offense, which is basically an RPO without the, without the P, Without it, yes, yes, sir. Yes, right? sir. Yes, sir. It is. But the thing about it is you got to have a good quarterback that can actually, you know what I mean, make the read and also, you know, make that call. If you don't have that or at least two good two good backs, you got to have two good backs, one good quarterback and one back that can play quarterback also. So you got to have – he's got to be versatile. And if you got that, then, yeah, that offense will, will click every time. Every single time. It's a little, it's a little bit form of bully ball there too, because I mean, <laughs> you know, you're 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 pushing some people around, and some of these teams are not used to that, which I find very interesting. Now, now we talked we talked about we talked about the offense real quick, and, and mm-hmm. I agree with everything. But my interest of what you were talking about was on the defensive side of the ball, and okay. the reason why I was taken into the defensive side of the ball right away that piqued my interest is what you were talking about rushing the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. in this league, you know, it's interesting that you said the 5-3. The now, personally, when I'm looking at how, obviously, that's eight players. We're talking seven, so it would be a little bit different. I was going to say, you'll have too many men on the field if you go 5-3. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. For sure. But, For sure. but what, where I was going with this is, is it's an interesting concept because if you have the athletes to man up on the backside and mm-hmm. you're putting pressure on the quarterback mm-hmm. – Everybody knows, you know, there, there's not a, a ton of quarterbacks that can deal with that type of pressure. So no. we, that's where you tend to see a lot of picks thrown. So I'm interested in that. And, you, you know, you can negate speed. People don't always think that you can, but you can negate yes, speed you can. when mm-hmm. you have too many people running in lanes that they can't get out of. So mm-hmm. I'm interested to see what you bring to the table with this. This has piqued my interest. I, I can't wait to see what you're going to do. Okay. I, I feel I, like I, his, I his, 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 his
Go ahead. I'm sorry. Excuse me. I was going to say, I feel like, I feel like I just for what I can imagine in my mind is your defense is going to be, you already said coming after the quarterback. So they're going to be all about making that quarterback hear footsteps and making that quarterback make mistakes. So your defense can capitalize on them. Yes. Yes. That's what it is. If your defense is fast enough, they don't have to be big. If they're fast enough and they know technique, they're going to get to the quarterback. I don't, it doesn't matter if he, you hit him every time or you get a sack every time. If he starts hearing that footstep, as you said, or he starts turning his head to see if you're coming, or he starts taking that next step backwards, okay, that's another yard. He's going backwards. He's going to keep going back another yard. Okay, sooner or later, that yard is going to turn into a turnover. Sooner or later. But it's not about the speed. It's just about the tech. I mean, about the, the size. It's about the speed and the technique. And then if I'm good enough, I'll be running a decent enough offense to confuse the offensive line and to confuse the quarterback. Yeah, you, you're right in the wheelhouse for uh, the style of play that Chris and I used to do. We had this insane defensive front and corners who knew how to track a ball. So we just basically mm -hmm. told them, look, we're going mm -hmm. to make sure that the quarterback is throwing off his back foot. You guys play trail technique. And I guarantee yeah. you you'll have more picks. Either we're you're getting sacks or you're getting picks. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. If the the DBs have to be uh, quick on their feet, you, you gotta you gotta be able to move your hips. If you can't move your hips, you can't be a DB. That's the worst thing in the league. I didn't seen that on, on those videos so many times. Guys just getting beat by turning their hip the wrong way. You yeah, gotta know how to turn your hip. Getting torched. You gotta know how to turn your hip. But not only that, you gotta know how to play hands too. If you don't know how to play hands, you're gonna lose but you got to know how to play hands. So the DBs are going to have to learn. You know, everybody's going to have to learn. It's a learning thing. It's a learning league. Whoever I get picked up, it's a coach. I'm a coach. I'm going to teach. And I'm going to teach right. what I do. All right. So and we're going to. That's one of the things that, that needs to be done. And like I always tell my cornerbacks that they're even, they're leaving. Yeah. Yep. yep. So, uh, and so we're going to go ahead and shift the conversation from one coach who just gave us every bit of his secrets. To John Wood. No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Are notes right now? Are you and rewinding and like mixing it again and, re and taking more notes? Right. <laughs> you can do it. The whole problem is, can you beat it? Right, right. So, so yes, you're absolutely right. But you just removed the elephant element of surprise. I <laughs> but I, it's it's still going to be people will not be ready for a well executed wishbone. I'm, I promise you, that was the toughest thing for me to ever defend as a D lineman was the mm -hmm. wishbone. I, I was like, coach, you need to give me a straight assignment because I don't know what my keys are. I'm just blowing mm -hmm. up this dude in front of me. I don't know what to do. <laughs> and that's all they want you to do. <laughs> right. <laughs> exactly. So so I'm going to shift the conversation to Mr. John Woods real quick and ask him a similar line of questioning. But John already told us that he's not ready to expose everything. So John, let's start with the, the question that Casey asked to to Ray, and that was, what is your basic philosophy and background? Okay, so I started playing football uh, early on. My first position was tight end, wasn't very good. Uh, started throwing the ball around with my pops. He was like, you should go out for quarterback. So I went on to play quarterback all the way through the end of high school. I ran uh, power eye, uh, wing T in high school, option. Um, all the passing plays, just a, a kind of misdirection, expansion, contraction type offense where we could do a lot of different things based off our strengths of our, 
our actual talent on the team. So if we have a good, strong line, you know, we're going to go that way. If we got good receivers, we're going to go that way. Running backs, um, I like to have uh, running backs that also can throw. Uh, I don't want to have uh, a very uh, stagnant offense when it comes to just it's going to be the same thing unless it's working. <laughs> and I think a lot of people get away from what they do well, like you were saying, certain teams you see, they could just expand on what they do well. So I want to figure out once I get my squad, our strengths and and work that offense towards it. Um, in college, I played defensive back. So it helped me. I was always playing defensive back, but primarily I was quarterback playing growing up. But then I got to zone in on college and more philosophies and um, coverages. So I like uh, a number of different coverages so that we can uh, switch on the run, but also disguise it. Um, having very athletic uh, corners and safeties who can jump, who are fast, have great footwork. Like Coach talked about, uh, their hips, you know, can get their eyes to the ball. Um, big time players, you know, don't don't um, don't don't get subtle. Actually, expand their game during during a game situation. Uh, athletic linebackers who are smart, who can call out coverages, who aren't afraid to uh, move from their position, go look people up on the outside, get deep, help out on the pass game, but also be the run stoppers and be that force. Uh, athletic defensive linemen as well who can move all, all around through the backfield, try to get the quarterback from all different angles, not just come with a traditional A-gap blitz every time, you know, come off the edges, come different uh, switches, all kinds of things like that. So that's more of my defense philosophy, just from playing cornerback and, and also safety and just seeing how you can you can roll, you can roll around and certain players get forgotten about by the offense. So it's it's a it's an advantage to go ahead and take advantage of their formation and a weakness they have just by lining up. So well, thank you for that. Yeah, ahead, Chris, I was gonna say, so before Chris, you and I want you to ask your question. I just want to say to Casey and Chris, now you see why I hired these dudes. <laughs> <laughs> we we, we did our interviews and to both of them i was like look I, I know we're supposed to do a background check but can i hire you right now because i love everything that you're saying and i need this activity in the league so chris go ahead man well john you know it, it's it's interesting because i'm listening to you and i'm, I'm listening to the uh you know how you you want to build a defense and uh, what i want to see is and it happened to me and i i played you know, I'm not going to try to sugarcoat it. I'm 51 years old, man. I've, I've been playing this game for a very long time. I played 20 years in the uh, flag league. Um, we've done some unorthodox things in our league. D will tell you, you know, eight on eight is a little bit different, obviously, than seven on seven. And, of course, it's much different than 11 on 11. So I'm very interested to see how your um, – your thoughts transfer into this uh, seven on seven league. And I think that, you know, what you're talking about defensively and scheme wise, uh, I, I think you're going to get some, some really good ideas of how to build your defense. And I want to see that, man, because I'll be honest with you. I think that one of the biggest problems and most people don't talk about it, but one of the biggest problems in this league is defense. And most guys don't understand 
when you build a good defense, when you build a defense that is flexible, that understands this game, you could be dangerous. So most people concentrate on offense, but when that defense starts to click, man, you better watch out. So I'm really interested to watch you and see how you put your defense really together from top to bottom. Yeah, I appreciate that. And it, yeah, with the dimensions of the field, it's like you can't hide on defense. You can get exposed, but you can also, there's an advantage because the field isn't wide. You can get involved in any play from your responsibility. So exactly, you see a lot of guys, they kind of like, are they on the backside and they slow down, but then there's a receiver who's only uh, 15 yards away who actually lined up on the other side and now he's in your post and you didn't even see that coming where you could have had maybe a backside pick. So it's like you can't you can't just stop just because three other guys are running at the ball. You never well, know. I've, I've tried to tell corners, you know, it, this is the one game or this is the one um, style of play that your sidelines, that that other player, if you will, comes into play for you more so than just about any other time because you can force a guy out of bounds very easily. Mm-hmm. You can't take him out the play, but you can no. force him out of bounds very yeah. easily. Yeah. And you know, make that hesitation be there for your linemen so they could take advantage and get a sack. So right. it's 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 one of those things of, you know, we talk about um, football smarts when we talk from any level. And mm-hmm. I think that one of the biggest things that I would like to see and one of the things that I talk about in this league is playing with the smarts to the uh, the league rules. And yeah. understanding the league rules inside and out and making sure that your players understand them inside and out. So that way they can take advantage of situations themselves. Okay. All right. Well, <clears throat> what you guys don't know, because you don't have control of the screen like I do, is <laughs> the reason I was so confused about who came on to the podcast earlier is because Ray never said he was coming. But Rain said he was. And now with us on our podcast <laughs> is head coach Rain Mack of the Sin City Snake Guys. What's up, Ray? What's up, guys? And welcome to the pod. Hey, Thank you. So uh, you you missed a significant amount of conversation, but what we have all been doing is talking about uh, the philosophies of the head coach and what you plan to bring to the league this season. So uh, since you just showed up, uh, off the cuff right now why don't you give it to us what's your what's your uh defensive offensive philosophies and your background uh, well background um I mean, i've been uh, coaching about 20 years community college high school um offensive coordinator offensive line by trait um you know became offensive coordinator for about 10 years lost Southwest College also coached a little defense as well, um, which taught me, you know, it just taught me how to attack offenses. I mean, uh, how to attack defenses better, um, you know, as offensive coordinator. But what we plan to do on our side is uh, try to bring, you know, just be tight with our execution and play a, a real aggressive on defense. That's what's up. So uh, one of the things that we were also talking about and asking the, the, the coaches are with us today, and just so you guys are all aware, the three coaches that are on the, the podcast tonight are the three newest coaches. Everyone else who came to us had been affiliated with the league in some way, shape, or form moving into the season, and then we were short 
three coaches for the for the fall. So we decided to hire you guys in and I couldn't have made a better decision. The football IQ for each one of you is just through the charts and I'm super happy to see what you're going to bring to the table. But on the recruiting side, which obviously you guys as head coach in this league, you're also being asked to GM and recruit. How is the recruiting going for you, Ray? Uh-oh, you're muted. There you go. No, I'm back on now. Um, you know, that's going to be the tough thing, but I reached out to a couple friends I have that's in the community college to see if they had any fallbacks, guys that didn't graduate, didn't transfer anywhere that wanted to still play. And then uh, on social media, you know, uh, let, let the guys and gals that's, you know, following me know that I'm back in the game. So I've had some guys that have, you know, slowly reached out to me, but uh, I need to get, you know, once I get more, details on everything i'll be able to spit the you know the language that they need to hear so i can you know make sure i have uh you know heading in the right direction and recruiting the right players all right on so uh one of the things that uh you guys saw in our chat today what i what i want to build upon is to invite you guys to come out on saturday and sunday for this big money football uh pylon tournament like literally the best players in football in Las Vegas will be out there trying to win 15 grand. We have a team that we're putting in coach Q of the insomniacs has volunteered to head coach it. Coach G and coach Bartley have volunteered to assist. I think coach G is actually looking to play as well. And so basically they're capped off at 15 guys. So we're going to put our best 15, a seven guys that are available to play on the field that day. Hopefully they walk away with 15 grand, but at the same time, there's a ton of guys that are going to be out there playing against us that are some of the best players that I've ever had a chance to see. At least that's what it was in May when we did it last time. Uh, and uh, I'll say selfishly, I coached and didn't do a good enough job because we got no wins the entire time we were out there. But we had a lot of fun, uh, chopped it up with all the guys, picked up a couple dudes to start playing on teams after that thing. So uh, this weekend, uh, I think it's... I think it's at Desert Pines, if I'm not mistaken. Again, uh, 10 a.m., the Big Money Football Tournament. Come out. That's a great place to recruit and find guys. So if you guys are short on talent or looking to just find guys to chop it up with and see this and see what it looks like on a seven-on-seven -seven style of play with no tackling, this is a good place to see it. All right. So, Chris, you had a couple other follow-up questions you wanted to hit these coaches with, uh, and I think it was in regards to their – their playing background, right? Or did you have something else? Nope, playing background. I, I just wanted to uh, kind of touch base with you guys and see, you know, what's your playing background? What, what have you guys, what have you done in your in your time before you became a coach? Because, you know, we all if you can't, if you can't do it anymore, obviously you coach it. So I just wanted to find out a little background from each one of you. So, John, I'll let you go first and just hear a little background from your playing time. Okay, yeah, so I, I grew up in Chicago. I played in the Chicago Catholic League. Uh, it's famous for some players, um, McNabb, um, Simeon Rice. So that's the league that uh, I played in, very competitive. Um, and then I went on to play in college, at Oberlin College. It's out in Ohio along the uh, coast of Lake Erie. So there's teams from uh, Ohio, uh, Pennsylvania, Indiana. Um, Wooster, Wabash, if you ever heard of those, those guys are usually perennial. So it's D3 football. It was great um, to go out there and play. After college, 
I had already started helping out in my high school. So I would do like uh, special teams players, you know, the returners and work with the DBs a little bit since I was in college and I was getting the new drills and everything like that. And then I wind up after I graduated from college, I coached for 10 years in my high school. Um, it was great. We won a couple of championships, conference champions. We actually won the uh, Chicago Prep Bowl, which is when the Catholic League plays the public league. And it's the oldest high school championship uh, in the nation. So we wow. played we played it at Soldier Field and won on Christmas or uh, Thanksgiving Day. Uh, it was great. And whole then, new thing to Turkey Ball, huh? Yeah, it was. Uh, it was frozen. This, it was. It was great. It was. It was tough for the kids. We won six nothing because the field conditions were so rough. But they did a great job, and it was just a great achievement for all the coaches to get a ring in Soldier Field and all the history that goes on there. Uh, I actually had one kid my last season. He uh, made it to the NFL. He's in the NFL currently. Robert Spillane, the middle linebacker for the Pittsburgh Steelers. I coached him as a running back. He was phenomenal. Uh, check him out. He plays a lot like kind of players I'm looking for. Smart, fast, not the biggest guy, but is in the right place. So uh, that's kind of my coaching uh, background. I, I, I'm actually getting back into it. Uh, after leaving Chicago, I was in um, the South and then L.A. And I settled in Vegas about four years ago. So I was just trying to find my way out here. And now that I settled down, I was like, let me get back into coaching. So I was looking this year at some youth teams. I wanted to get tackle um, football team, like a 13-year-old team. But uh, I was having trouble because I don't have a kid on the team type of thing. And then I, the leagues that I wanted to get into – they didn't really have uh, a new team available per se. I would have to join underneath the, uh, another coach. And I'm just ready at this point to be full on head coach. I've done the assistance. I just want to put my philosophies and everything together and see how it works out on paper. So I'm excited to be a part of this league where it's the actual perfect thing I was wishing for. Uh, expansion team, uh, creative league that's on the ground. And that's the best time to get on the plane when it's on the ground. So. Thank you, guys. Welcome to the A7FL. That was a beautiful, beautiful commercial for us, man. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> I love it. I was going to ask what brought him to Vegas, but he answered that, too, without me even asking. So I'm right. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Love it. So we'll continue around the horn. I, I guess I'll, I'll go over to Ray. What, what brought you? Um, give us a little background for it and what brought you to Vegas, because I know that you were talking about uh, coming from another place as well. So what, what brought you to the sport? What brought you? Um, and what's your background in in football? Um, how can, how can, are you say rain or rain or rain? rain. Let's, say Joe, let's say Jones and Mac. Yeah, <laughs> Jones. Okay. Jones or Mac. Jones. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. This so, is Jones, and I'm Mac, right. baby. Um, so we'll do we'll do Jones first, and then Mac will be we'll follow up. You know what? Not to cut it off, but who can follow up what the young man just put out there? It's going to be tough for us all. Right, hey, for real. You know, and right. I had to pick the right. toughest guy to follow. My bad. I, I apologize. <laughs> you screwed right. the let, let's, let's do our best for it, and let's have some fun with it. Okay. Right. The first guy Definitely. out the gate runs a four three. It's hard to run after him, right? Right. <laughs> mm. Not unless you trip him. Yeah. Um. Well, Ray Jones. Um. Grew up in, uh, I was born in Chicago, 
I'm 51, like my brother, um, older gentleman, uh, played high school ball, was a corner, um, went to college, played a little college ball, blew my knee, um, came back, rehabbed, went and played a uh, little semi-pro ball for the uh, LA Swarm for a minute. Um, stopped playing for them, went and coached the Northwest Timberwolves up in Oregon for about two or three years. Um, ended up having a baby, then I moved to Minnesota. Got to Minnesota, was at Minnesota, in Minnesota for about mm, 20, mm, yeah, about 20 years. Um, started coaching youth football, went from youth football to high school football. Then from high school football, I was out helping out coach uh, girls uh, tackle football for a little bit out in Minnesota. Um, did that for a little bit. Um, been coaching uh, ever since. I've always been a defensive coach and a special teams coach. Um, I got the defensive because I was uh, uh, used to be a 49ers fan. When Ronnie Lott was playing and he used to smack people and he used to run through them. And that's when I became a defensive back. And I love the defensive game because of the way he lined his game. And he said, I never hit people. I run through them. And I said, yes, that's how you play football. That's how you play football. So, I mean, with that desire that he had, it just kept going. The coaches that I've been around, you know, instilled a lot in me and their philosophies. And like the philosophies at my high school was a 5-3 defense. A lot of the philosophies that I used was a wishbone when I did get a chance to use uh, uh, offense. But um, just coming out here to Vegas, my father was in California. Uh, he ended up uh, having cancer. And I, instead of me going to California, I just came to Vegas because it's a, uh, I just didn't want to go to California. I wanted to live in Vegas. So made the trip down there. Um, my dad ended up passing due to COVID. Um, but I've been trying to get back into football. I recently got, you know, back into I-9 sports with the youth kids. And then I got the call from uh, Derek regarding, you know, the A-7. And I was all ears, all in, all ready to go. But my experience that I have and the love that I have for the game, I've absorbed so much from so many people that I've got so much to give that I need to give it up. I need to use it. I need to let people see it. I need to let others, you know, understand what you know what this game is really about because I love the game I loved it as a kid playing cornerback I mean I played with um Eric Bieniemy. I played with Chad Brown I played with um Tyler Johnson who now I coached he's in uh back at Tampa Bay he was with Tampa Bay won his first Super Bowl with Tampa Bay God bless that kid because he's a great he's got great hands he was a tough kid coming out of a North Minneapolis, and he had a tough road. Um, he got to uh, Minnesota and he had injuries, but he still had that drive from all of us to keep going. And he gave us that drive to keep coaching and get all of those kids that don't have anything or don't believe that they have anything. And yes, you got something for us. Come on out here. Cause this kid can do it. You can do it. That's just like what guys out here. There's something out there for you guy. It's, it's here, it's, 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 it's somewhere here, might be on the field, might be just me and you conversating, talking, but it's here. But other than that, that's where I'm at. I just love the game of football and I hope I didn't waste y'all guys time. Oh, no, man, it's beautiful. Was, I like that, I like that. And condolences about your pops, man. I, I could feel that. So um, my condolences about that. Um, 
you know, it's all, it's always tough. My grandmother died of throat cancer. So I know that um, Mm -hmm. it it could be, you know, one of those things I I will tell you straight out, can't stand cancer in anybody. It's, it's a tough way to, to have a a family member pass. So, you know, deepest condolences for that. If you're soft, close your ears, fuck cancer. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Straight. straight I mean, but like I said, I I got a different drive now. He gives me a different drive. You you know, it's not a, it's not something that's a whole, it's more like a comfort, you know what I'm saying? Cause I, I got a mural of him. I got a picture of my dad. So I see him every morning. So, you know, he's there still you here. <laughs> there you go. And then I'll say the other part is uh, Ronnie Lott. <clears throat> yes. Had my, had a displeasure and pleasure of watching that man. And one of the best <laughs> safeties in it that I've ever seen, but I will say yes. he is the reason that we've got the term alligator arms for a, man, mm-hmm. for a receiver going mm-hmm. across the middle. <laughs> so yep. know mm-hmm. that very well. <laughs> yes. I mean, it's just, like I said, I, I went to a coaching clinic up in um, Santa Clarita and it had a couple of, you know, coaches that was there. This was back a long time ago. <laughs> I'm a long time ago. Um, but when I heard Ronnie Lott talk and I heard Jerry Rice talk and then I heard um, I, was it Tom Flores, I heard them talk. It was something that always clicked in my mind that I always wanted to do coaching and I always wanted to give back what I learned just from them, just from that conversation mm, 30 plus years ago. Maybe no, that says, years. But that says something, man, because, you know, we're trying to coach up young men, young men that are, out of out of high school, young men that some are out of college and they're looking to do something that, you know, that's following mm-hmm. their dreams. So, you know, think about that for a minute. How many how many players get a chance to get coached by somebody with your background? So I think it's it's fantastic. So welcome. Um, I can't wait to see the the uh, type of team you put on on the field and and that product because I think it's going to be fantastic. And, you know, I, I would tell you from uh, ex-coach, you know, don't get down. No matter what happens with, with the situation, you know, continue moving forward. Look, and uh, if you when you start to recruit and you tell people you know Eric Bieniemy, you're going to win. <laughs> right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that, I mean, it's, it's, it's a good thing, a bad thing. You know, it's not like I can call him up and pull him out of my pocket. I can, you know, it's, I know him. I went to school with him. So, you know. Stuff like that, just like Chad Brown, I went to school with him. Um, what's Ricky Irving's? I went to school with him too. Yeah, wow, I forgot about him. Yeah, but anyway, that's nor here nor there. I got to do my own thing. I got to right. get these guys to, to buy in. That's the first thing is get them to buy in. Well, first thing is you being on this podcast and them listening to you. That's the first thing. Understanding what you bring to the table is the second. So, you know, when, when your players respect you, I, you know, I don't have to say nothing else about that. You know exactly where I'm going. So I get you. you. Yeah. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, again, welcome. I'm, you know, really happy to have you. Uh, I can't wait to see what you put out there. I think that, um, Derek, I got to give you, give it to you, bro. Come on, man. Well, you you forgot about Rain before you give him a kudos. I haven't, I haven't (laughs) forgotten about him. I'm saying right, right now, two great ones, and I'm, I'm enjoying this. I can't wait, man. Look, right. So I I can't even. Mac, Mac, I'm sorry. You got you. You're following two good, two big guys right now. So hit us up and let's hear what you got, man. I'm, I'm interested. This is, this is a two for two. Let's make it three for three. All right, man. Three for three. Here we go. So. Um, I played high school and uh, 
at Lewis Inger High School in, uh, in California, Hawthorne, California. Then I went to Community College of Los Angeles Southwest, transferred to West Liberty State um, after football. I mean, I played good quality football, all state, uh, high school, junior, um, junior college, all American. Um, then I went to play uh, D2 at West Liberty. After that, I started coaching. Um, got a couple of bowl rings as coaches in the community college level. Uh, coached at high school. Started running NFL player development camps, you know, for years. And um, always had my hand on something when it came to the youth, teaching the kids with camps. I also worked with, with tumbling with the young lady cheerleaders. They, they do tumbling. So... Uh, always, you know, giving back to the to the kids, right? So being able to push my football knowledge onto these young men, um, it's going to be very exciting. Can't move to Vegas, you know, about six years ago. Got out of sports. Um, went to Michigan for three years. So you know what? I got to get back into sports. So I came home. Go blue. You know, while working uh, <laughs> um, at Stretch Zone, I I checked atmosphere tv and voila the a7 appears right checking it out watching it watching it then all of a sudden i see an ad they needed a coach and i'm like whoa this gotta be this is magical right here and i reached out and uh, i'm here now and uh, i just need to get back in the groove of things and you know i need to see that execution out there I need to see the intensity. I, I just missed all that, you know, just the guys being in the locker room talking and, you know, I miss this. Nothing like it. It's like a drug, right? Once you, once you become addicted to your sport, addicted to this football thing, you need it in your life. So, you know, I got back into it and this is the opportunity and I see where you guys are going with this, uh, this whole thing. And, uh, you know, it's a blessing to be a part of it you know, from turning on the television one day to now I'm actually sitting there talking to you guys and shortly we'll be going over X's and O's and, you know, and competing and, you know, like yelling at you across the field, but, you know, at the same time with number love and energy. So Rain, yeah, I, I want to, I, I want to touch on your uh, atmosphere TV things. Cause you sent me that video today. Mm -hmm. And that's just beautiful to see. But what I also saw, there was a bunch of athletes in your place of business. Yeah, so I work at Stretch Zone, right? So we stretch people. Drew Brees is the owner of our uh, our locations. Um, it was the perfect way for me to get back into sports. You know, stretching. Then I start building rapport with people. Uh, you know, start touching the athletes again, stretching out the athletes, you know, getting back in the mix. So it's like, if you guys need to come, all my, my guys on my team, I'm, you know, we're going to get stretched out. We're going to make sure our bodies are ready to recover. Well, I'm saying it sounds like you got a built-in pipeline. <laughs> well, you know, I'm, I'm, hey, I'm recruiting. I got to have the Belichick effect, right? You got to <laughs> try to try to pull all stunts, try to get some people on your team. You know, I know this is a 100% recruit league, so, you know, we got to get out there, you know, Hit the hit the uh, hit the streets just like community college. Right on, right on. Mm -hmm. All right, so you guys Love all them. talked about youth sports. So my second announcement of the podcast is your boy has signed an agreement to be the uh, franchise owner for 
Under Armour's Rise Youth Flag Football League in Las Vegas. There we go. So we're going to be looking for (laughs) so we're going to be looking for coaches like yourself to take on squads here in town. Yes, let's uh, go. Yes, let's go. Yes, my my hope is that we'll grab some A seven players who have coaching interests as well and have them make up your staff so they learn the the ins and outs of coaching from a coach's perspective instead of just receiving the coaching as a player is this plan that I've had in place for, for quite some time. We started this thing. I want to do youth sports, have our players and coaches coach the youth teams. And then at the high school level, get, you know, a, a little bit better and ha- actually have high school uh, teams and then have a college version that feeds into our pro league. So uh, with the UA rise uh, signing that agreement with me, that is step one in building the youth part. And then we're going to take it to the next level. Fantastic. So, Hell yes. Let's go. Appreciate that. Yeah. And I, I don't think being in bed with Under Armour is a bad thing either. So I'm hoping that that uh, sponsorship blood rubs off on the A7FL. We can get them over here too. Mm. Well, we're going we gonna to have teams to do that. We just got to show them what we got. Oh, and then uh, you guys don't know this, but uh, we have we are contracting with a company called Pro Am here in Las Vegas. Uh, Rain, they might be a competitor of yours, but they are going to be our uh, uh, certified medical trainers for all of our games and be on staff to take care of taping uh, any injuries that happen on the field. If there's any breaks, they can set them, get them on an ambulance if they have to, but we will have live medical staff out at every game. In addition to that, every player in the A7FL in Las Vegas has the opportunity to use them as their uh, primary care physician for free. If, if they don't have insurance, it's no charge. If they do have insurance, they will only charge their insurance. And uh, for that, they just want to be involved with us and to have guys check in and promote their, their, their stuff. So we're providing, these, we're providing our guys now with uh, accidental care, medical, and an opportunity to showcase their talents. So th- the next step is player housing. So that is next on my radar. We've got at least one spot now where I can host four people who need transitional housing, either for a season or for a temporary while, until they find a job. We're trying to expand that into 20 before we get to, to the start of the season and hopefully enough to actually host a, a 30 to 40 guys throughout a season by the time this uh, fall season's over. So those are the medium sized really big things that we're working on to try to take care of our guys and uh, to help you coaches recruit. So if you know some cats that are in Southern California or Utah or Arizona or anywhere around the country and they want to come here and play, but they don't have a place to stay or they, they, and they can't leave their job because they're medical, guess what? We got them. So we can hook them up. Okay. That sounds, that sounds kind of uh, good for me because I got some boys back east, so yeah, or Midwest. <laughs> that could that could be a yeah, very a good selling point. Well, we're here yeah. for you, boss. So uh, if you do have somebody coming, just let me know because we got we're also hooking people up with jobs out here too. So if people are looking coming for work and looking to improve their situation. Uh, okay, okay, that's got- a good option too. We got at least three contractors who are ready to hire people that have zero skills. We have a couple sales agencies that are looking to hire people whether, and whether they have zero skills. And 
and all five of them pay really well. So uh, I think people uh, will start looking at this as a land of opportunity for football and for, for uh, jobs that while they play football until they get picked up by a paying team or we get the sponsorship we need to start paying our guys real money. Can I just jump in and say something real quick on that end? I think yeah, all of, of us, all of us that have been playing, all of us that have played football, we can literally say football is a fraternity, right? I've used that term before. We always try to look out for one another. We can go out there, butt heads, try to kill each other, not literally, but out there trying to do what we can to win a game. But at the end of the game, we're shaking hands. If somebody's got a problem, it becomes ours. We try to help each other out. So I think that us trying to do <clears throat> what Derek's talking about doing, and not to mention bringing up the next generation to replace us. Cause you know, we always got a backfill. We always have to have coaches that are ready to step in. We got just like you have to have players that are ready to step in. I think that this is something that um, when I signed up to do this originally, I didn't see all the bits and pieces of it. And being the commissioner in Vegas is something that it's a, it's just a little piece but I want to be able to take this and do so much more with it. And while all the stuff that I hear that, it, that we're trying to do in this league and in this division, I think that it is going to become a um, best way for me to put it. When you are doing something really well, people want to imitate that when football teams are winning a certain way, teams see that and they imitate that because they're like, wow, they're, they're winning. We've got to do what they're doing. All this is going to do is help bring everybody, every division up in the A7FL. So we got a lot of hard work in front of us. It doesn't matter. When we're doing it together as a fraternity that I'm talking about, we start to see the positives come out of it. And that does nothing but drive all of us to be our best. So I'm, I'm loving it. I can't wait to continue doing this with all of you guys. Um, this fall season means a, a whole lot to me because to have eight teams out there now and for us to be doing what we're doing right now, talking about it, making it happen, man, I, I can't, I can't say enough about it, enough good things about it. So <clears throat> gentlemen, I hope you're ready for the ride because I think it's going to be the ride of your life. Wow, man. I, look, I, I think we should just leave it right there and wind down the podcast on that note chris i don't think of a better way i don't think there's a better way to start exiting so i appreciate everything you just said of course i agree with you wholeheartedly i appreciate everything you do for me and our friendship and how you always show up every time i need you and rain ray john i can't wait to bring you into this circle a thousand percent where we know each other the way i know chris and casey so uh for for my, for my host casey for my good friend and commissioner Chris, and now a permanent part of our podcast. I want to thank all three of you for being on with us tonight. Oh, absolutely. Uh, <clears throat> at the end of every show, we like to give our guests an opportunity to say some parting words, whether you want to advertise for yourself, talk about your, your business that you run during the day. If you're, if you're, if you want to do that, or you want to send some shots at somebody, somebody pissed you off and cut you off in traffic today, whatever that is, the, the floor is yours. And I will start, with uh we'll start with rain mac 
Oh, okay. Well, I don't know. I'm just fired up to get after it. Uh, right now, all I can think about is football, football, football. Um, I also like, you know, we're talking about things we do outside of here. I, I work at Stretch Zone, Centennial Hills. Um, like I said, it's owned by Drew Brees. Definitely help people get their bodies right, you know, repair, recovery, store. Um, other than that, man, I'm, it's football. I appreciate the opportunity, and uh, I'm ready to get after it. Right on, brother. All right, so uh, I think I saw Ray Jones unmuted. Ray, did you want to take the next one? Yes, sir. Um, Chris, John, Casey, Derek. Uh, what is it, Matt? <laughs> I appreciate you guys. This is going to be um, exciting for all of us, uh, especially for me to get back into this. Um, but I just want to say a shout out to my wife, uh, Shannon. You know, she also had a scare of cancer. And I want to shout her out because she fought it off. And now we are good, cancer-free. She's beautiful. doing her thing. And to all of those that are out there fighting that cancer, screw it. Get rid of it. Let's fight it. Let's keep it going. But other than that, um, thank you guys. I appreciate you guys, and I appreciate the opportunity. And um, for any of you guys that are going to be coming out, Coach Ray, if you want to be fire, come holler. That's beautiful. All right, Mr. Woods, what you got for us? So uh, players, uh, on that same note, if they want to come find me, I'm on Facebook, John Woods, J-O-N. W-O-O-D-S and on Instagram, John, J-O-N-G, Woods. Uh, yeah, I'm really excited. Uh, still speaking out to those players, if you don't realize what this league is creating and the support that you're getting, uh, what I wouldn't have liked to be uh, coming out of college or even high school and jump into something like this, all the support, the medical staff, the exposure, this is amazing. So, if, if it's not, you want to come on my team, get involved in the league some kind of way. There's going to be a lot going on further in your life. If you want to stay connected to football, to be a coach, to be a part of this league, or like uh, I think Chris said, you know, we have a football team here. So this is only going to get bigger and bigger. And um, re-listen to this podcast if you need to, to understand the opportunity. So reach out to me. I, thank you, all you guys on the panel. Uh, it was a great, great evening. I learned a lot. I'm really excited. I'm even uh, 10 times excited as I was before. So thank you. Thank you so much, John. Casey, do you have any parting words and you want to take us out? Um, Sure. My, my first parting word is um, over there on the East Coast. Um, I know you might be full of gray hair, getting old, losing your hearing. But my name is Casey Cox. That's who I am, Casey Cox. That way you don't <laughs> forget it next time. Um, <laughs> and with that said, I will take us out. Thank you. I am Casey Cox, the host of this show, alongside me, Derek Duncan, and now permanent member Chris Vera, his name as well, in case you forgot, Chris Vera, our commissioner. He is also now a part of this show. Until next time, we will see you on the other side of the ball.